All right, guys, and welcome to Don't Tread on America, and I am your host, Don Q. How's it going out there today? It is November 10th, 2021. How's everybody doing out there today? It is a uh, beautiful Wednesday morning, and uh, yeah, uh, bringing a show to you today. Um, not quite ready to do uh, what I wanted to do. Uh, as far as the uh, finalizing the NWO Rothschild situation, I wanted to touch over some um, some topics of of the day, the things that have been going on the last couple of days, and uh, I, I really want to promise you, <laughs> I don't want to promise you because uh, you know I'm flaky like that. I'm going to get the uh, Rothschild situation done, and the links between the Bush family and the Clinton family. I promise you that. Uh, I'm going to hopefully, I'm actually thinking about working on it tomorrow and then, uh, I'll get it posted up here sometime this week, maybe this weekend. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what ha If anything happens in the next couple of days, I won't do it Friday because I want to talk about whatever on Friday. Uh, I think the Rittenhouse, uh, trial could be over by then. So might go into that, but, um, if it uh, if it isn't, then I'll release it then. But nonetheless, at any rate, um, the stories of today. What I want to talk about is uh, Jake Sullivan and the Durham probe, uh, OSHA mandate update, the new inflation numbers, and we just hit a 31 year year high. Way to go, Joe! And uh, rules for thee, but not for me. And uh, we'll close it out, of course, with our feel good story of the day. But before we get into any of that. I want to talk about our first sponsor. That's right, folks. Redcon1.com. That's right. Great supplement company. I've been telling you guys about them for a couple of weeks now. Uh, great proteins. Uh, I use the protein powder every day. Um, protein bars. Pre-workout. Um, I, I, I'm going to tell you this. What I use from them the most is their Total War, which is your pre-workout. Their isotope protein. Like I told you, two scoops is 50 grams of uh, protein. 260 uh, calories. Um, I use the uh, their uh, Bravo. There is a is a uh, shit creatine. <laughs> also, I use their Breach, which is a pre a post workout uh, amino acids and stuff like that to help with reco recovery. And uh, I just bought some. Well, it's a called carotene, I believe. It's like a uh, helps with energy, a little fat loss situation there. I mix that all in pretty much with the shake. Throw a banana in there for good measure. But anyway, great stuff. I have a ton of shirts, sweatshirts. I pretty much wear them every day to the gym. Um, tell, check them out. The link will be at the bottom of the podcast app. And you can uh, use the promo code there, T20 Cordimus. You get 20% off. And into our first story of the day. So Jake Sullivan, if you guys aren't aware of who this gentleman is, if we want to call him that, well, Jake Sullivan is a crackhead. No, I'm joking. I don't want to say that. He is actually Biden's national security advisor. Okay? So what does he have to do with the whole um, Durham probe and, and the indictment of uh, Michael Sussman and Igor Denchenko, right? Well, in uh, Sussman's um, in the in the in the indictment for Sussman, 
he there was a a person named um was you know they just refer to him as a foreign policy advisor okay so come to find out the that person is Jake Sullivan which i said is currently Biden's national security advisor so foreign policy advisor who was the foreign foreign policy advisor for well he was the foreign uh, blah, blah 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 foreign policy advisor for the Clinton campaign okay so it's very interesting as as John Durham is digging more and more into this whole situation of the um, the Russian, you know, dossier and all this crap. That it's becoming more and more apparent that Hillary, if if Hillary Clinton herself didn't have anything to do with it, which I don't believe, she obviously had was surrounded by people that did. Now, one would say when you're when you're involved in an organized crime family, and that's what I call the Clintons. Um, I know Bill's a friend of the show, so I'm not really picking on him. I really think he was more of the face. He was more of the uh, hey, I'm gonna run for president. How's it going out there? You know, he wasn't. Who's Bill Clinton? Right? Whatever. Maybe he's smarter. And I realize I'm not saying he's a dumb man. Obviously, I think he was a Rhodes Scholar. He went to uh, Oxford. Uh, he's obviously not stupid. But the brains behind this organization was Hillary Clinton, or is Hillary Clinton. Um, so I don't think any of these people made a move when it came to the dossier that she didn't have a finger on. She might not have told them what to do, but she didn't stop them from doing it. So let's read on the story. This is from um, the National Enquirer. No, I'm joking. <laughs> This is actually from the Washington Times, okay? Okay, uh, White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan is the quote-unquote foreign policy advisor identified in the special counsel John Durham's indictment of Democratic lawyer Michael Sussman, according to a report Tuesday. The revelation revelation reported by Fox News is significant because it's the strongest connection Mr. Durham has made linking the Clinton campaign, the Biden administration, and the spread of the, of the false Russian collusion story. Before I continue to reading, I, I wish they would have threw one more thing in there. All of this took place while Obama was president. So you can sit there and say linking the Clinton campaign and, and the Biden administration. I get that because Sullivan is currently a part of Biden's administration. Not only is he a part of his administration he's the national security advisor to the fucking president that's that's significant in itself but the uh the the fact of the matter is i i should look this up um i'm curious to know jake sullivan's not a kid he's 44 45 years old i think i saw surely he played a role in um obama's administration somewhere along the line for him to even be the foreign policy advisor to to hillary clinton you know, I wish they would have threw Obama's name in this. But nonetheless, I'll continue to read. Mr. Durham is investigating suspected wrongdoing by the FBI when it was looking into actions by Donald Trump and his associates during the 2016 presidential election. It does not appear that Mr. Sullivan is the target of the probe, but the inquiry might get uncomfortable at the top national security office in the Biden White House. Uh, Mr. Dur- Durham is zeroing in on the Clinton campaign role in spreading since-debunked 
accusations of links between the Trump Organization and Russia's Alpha Bank. Mr. Sullivan served as Clinton's campaign foreign policy advisor. He has insisted that he did not know the Clinton campaign manufactured an Alpha story. Sure, sure he didn't. <laughs> According to Sussman and Diamond, they identified unidentified Clinton campaign attorney exchanged emails with campaign manager, communications director, foreign policy advisor about sharing the Alpha Bank accusations with an unidentified reporter. So surely these names, okay, you got a, an unidentified reporter. That name will soon come out, guaranteed. And the unidentified Clinton campaign attorney, that'll come out. Um, whether whether someone's talking about this, whether whether um, Danchenko and or Sussman are, are talking now, uh, these names are going to come out. I did a show a couple, I guess, whenever Sussman was indicted, so it was like two months ago, I think, um, where I had this, the show was actually titled Sussman Suicide Watch, so he's still alive, you know, fortunately for him. Um, and I named some names in that episode. So I'm just still waiting to see. Still waiting to see if those names come about. Uh, Alpha Bank is 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 obviously been named, so we know that. Just waiting for the, uh, the um, I think it was social media something. I don't know. I have to listen to the episode again myself. It was, I don't know, two, two months ago. I think it was back late August, early September when I did that. So go back and listen to it. And uh, this is this is obviously an unfolding thing. I wanted to play this. This is from The View, my favoritest TV show in the whole world, not really. But uh, they have, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lady on there, her name's Morgan Ortegas. Uh, finally, I believe she's, I don't know if she's taken the place of um, McCain's daughter, um, but she's, I don't know if they're kind of rotating the uh, that seat out or what, because to their credit, I guess, if you want to say that, they put a person, there's what, four or five ladies or whatever on this panel, and they do usually put one, at least that's more of a right-leaning view. Uh, I'm Megan McCain, technically, yes. John McCain's daughter, right-leaning, eh. Not much of a... She's John McCain's daughter, let's just say that, okay? <laughs> I'm not a big fan of John McCain, but uh, she is his daughter for sure. But here's Morgan Otegas. And uh, Peter Schiff was on the show yesterday, I believe it was, and uh, this is what they had to say to each other. Maybe, if I can not hit the mute button. And you defended, promoted, you even read into the congressional record the Steele dossier. Um, and we know last week the main source of the dossier was indicted by the FBI for lying about most of the key claims in that dossier. Do you have any reflections on your role in promoting this to the American people? Well, first of all, whoever lied to the FBI or lied to Christopher Steele should be prosecuted, uh, and they are. Uh, and <clears throat> unlike in the Trump administration, if they're convicted, they should go to jail, not be pardoned. Mm -hmm. uh, so Donald Trump pardoned Roger Stone for lying. He pardoned Michael Flynn for lying. Uh, if people lied to the FBI, they should go to jail. Um, but at the beginning of the Russian investigation, I said that any allegations should be investigated. We couldn't have known, for example, people were lying to Christopher Steele. So it was proper to investigate them. And let's not forget what we learned in that investigation. We learned that the Trump campaign chairman, Paul Manafort, was giving internal polling data, campaign polling data, to Russian intelligence while Russian intelligence 
was helping the Trump and campaign. And to be clear, he was fired halfway through the campaign. Well, he may have been fired, yeah. but the, the effort to get Russian help continued, and even beyond the effort to get Russian help, but you the may president have also spread Russian sought disinformation to get... yourself for years by promoting this. I think that's what Republicans and what people who entrusted you as the Intel Committee Chair are so confused about your culpability in all of this. Well, I, I completely disagree with your premise. Uh, it's one thing to say allegations should be investigated, and they were. Mm -hmm. It's another to say that we should have foreseen in advance that some people were lying to Christopher Steele, which is mm -hmm. impossible, of course, to do. But, but let's not use that as a smokescreen to somehow shield Donald Trump's culpability for inviting Russia to help him in the election, which they did, for trying to coerce Ukraine into helping him in the next election, mm. which he did. Uh, into inciting an erection, uh, insurrection, which he did. Wait, wait, hold on. Did he just say erection? Uh, into inciting an erection. Uh, ins yep, he did. You know what's on his mind. Insurrection, which he did. Um, none of that is undercut. None of that serious misconduct is in any way diminished by the fact that people lied to Christopher Steele. No, I think just your credibility is. Well, eh, mic drop. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say this about that. I cannot stand Peter Schiff. He is part of the reason I wanted to do this, the NWO situation, because of his, his great-granddaddy, Jacob Schiff. Yes, connections. Connections will be made. Anyway, Peter Schiff is a piece of shit, or I'm sorry, Adam Schiff is a piece of shit scumbag, and he doesn't even answer the fucking question, okay? So she tells him, you know, well, uh... Manafort was fired. Oh, yeah. well, you know, okay, it was fired, but you know, it didn't stop Trump from doing this. That, and the other thing, more lies. Uh, you know, and if these people lied to the FBI, they should be indicted and go to jail. Unlike Roger Stone and Michael Flynn, that were pardoned. Okay, well, uh, Michael Flynn was entrapped. Number one, he didn't actually lie to the FBI. He was told <laughs> to lie to the FBI. You know what I'm saying? It was like. They threatened him with uh, with his kids if he didn't sign off on that piece of paper. So that's number two. And Roger Stone, that was a bogus bullshit call anyway. You're literally going after people's friends because they were once, Michael Flynn especially, once was a Democrat. He worked in the uh, Obama administration. Once he turned on them, they made him pay for it. These people, so far, Sussman and Igor Danchenko, lied to the FBI, which started a four-year fuckfest of going after Trump for something that didn't happen. And I think her point of this is, okay, if you want, he, I'm going to use the names he used, Michael Flynn and, um, shit, uh, Richard, or Stone, right? So, those two guys lied or didn't lie, however, whatever you want to say about them. I personally believe they were framed into lying, but that's my opinion, okay? The point of the matter is, whether they lied or didn't lie, let's say, for his sake, they lied to the FBI, okay? He said they lied, let's say they lied. Their lies <laughs> didn't turn into a four-year fucking investigation of a sitting president for something that didn't actually happen, these guys, Sussman and Danchenko, at least these two guys, are part of a conspiracy to de-seat a sitting president at the time, Donald Trump. 
this wasn't they lied to keep their heads out of water, you know, you know, from a, a, underwater or from jail or whatever the case was. These guys lie, and then Adam Schiff proceeded to accept that lie, being the dossier, to go after Donald Trump, to try and uh, impeach Donald Trump. So, like she said, your credibility was the only thing that was issued here because he didn't answer the question. She simply simply asked him, don't you take any responsibility in this, being that you, being the whatever role his is, his job is in the Senate to go forward using the Steele dossier to try and convict Trump and his people for um, something that never happened, right? So, anyway, on to more news. We talked about the other day that um, the uh, OSHA, right? OSHA passed the, uh, or it didn't pass, but they... Started the the uh, vaccine mandate. You had to, companies with a hundred or more people had till January fourth to get um, you know to get vaccinated, or they would these places of business would have a fourteen I think it was fourteen thousand dollar fine per person per per offense, blah blah blah, whatever. And then I told you guys on Sunday that uh, the fifth court of appeals uh, said uh, no. Uh, the fifth quarter of appeals halted, right? The requirements Saturday pending a review. So the review, I'm trying to remember, I don't know if it's in this story. This is from CNBC, but um, no, it doesn't really go into that detail. But anyway, so they, um, the review, if I read it somewhere, uh, is this week, and I think they have till the twelfth, which is Friday, to for the opposition. Okay. So then the Biden administration asked the court to lift the pause Monday evening, claiming it would cost dozens or hundreds of lives per day. Well, I'll say this about that before I go on to read the story. In the state of Florida, we don't have a vaccine mandate. Hell, we don't have any kind of mandates. We don't have mask mandates. We don't have vaccine mandates. We don't have vaccine passports. You can live your life to the fullest extent. I started listening to a new podcast, uh, the, the Rubin Report. Uh, I've seen him on Fox and stuff. So I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and listen to his podcast, see what he's all about. <laughs> and, and oddly enough, he was just in Florida, I guess, a week or so ago on vacation. And he go, go you know goes on to proclaim Florida. <laughs> it's, it's crazy because you go down there and you wouldn't know there was anything. If you, if you stayed off, off the news or off of Twitter, you wouldn't know anything was going on. And it's true. I mean, you do see people wearing masks, but it's not like... In Florida, you, the amount of people you see wearing masks are probably the same amount of people you don't see wearing masks in California, unless you're at, you know, Pelosi event. And I'll get into that in a little bit. So anyway, the White House on Monday said business should move forward with President Joe Biden's vaccine and testing requirements for private businesses, despite a federal appeals court ordering a, te- or ordering a temporary halt to the rules. So um, Deputy Press Secretary Kareem Jean Paris told reporters that people should not wait. They should continue to move forward and make sure they're getting their workplace vaccinated. So right there, it goes to tell you that it, King Biden, or uh, I'm sorry, let me address him by his appropriate name. King, uh, 
Farty McGillicuddy Mr. Poopy Pants. That's pretty cumbersome. We'll just call him Shithead. Um, instructs, you know, we don't give a shit what the courts say. It, we're, I'm a king. I proclaim this to be the law, and there it should be, it should be followed. Uh, motherfucker, you need a civics lesson because there's three branches of government, and you're just one of them, okay? And you don't make the laws. You sure shit break the laws, but you don't make them. Okay, you can proclaim this vaccine mandate. I don't give a fuck, okay? You had 26 states sue your ass, and they're continuing to sue your ass, the Fifth Court of Appeals says, no, that's unconstitutional. It's not even kind of constitutional. There's not even, it needs to be rewritten kind of thing. It's fucked up. And he's like, I don't give a shit what you say. We're going to do it anyway. Goes back to, um, what was it, in August when they had the uh, eviction moratorium canceled, you know, because all these uh, landlords and stuff were losing a shit ton of money because, you know, people living there for a year plus, you know, not paying rent. The funny thing about that was the bank still wanted the mortgage for the property, but nonetheless, um, the um, you know, when the Supreme Court's like, yeah, we gotta, this has got to be over with. These people got to be able to start paying rent, and and then Biden's like, no, no, we're not doing it. I don't care what the Supreme Court says. So <laughs> it's just, it's just ugh. the U.S. Courts of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit considered one of the most conservative appellate courts in the country halted the requirements Saturday pending review writing the petitions gave cause to believe there are grave statutory and constitutional issues with the mandate uh, I'm not going to read on because we talked about this the other day but the Republican attorney generals in different states yeah I, I read all this this is a different story but same situation so in a response Monday evening the Biden administration asked the court to lift the pause dismissing the states and companies' claims of harm as premature. Given that deadlines for vaccination and testing are not, uh, not until January, the administration claimed that pausing the requirements would most likely cost dozens or even hundreds of lives per day as the virus spreads. The Labor and Justice Department also argued that OSHA acted within its authorities. Okay. The court-ordered pause came a day after requirements went into effect, starting the countdown for businesses with 100 or more employees to ensure their staff have received shots for the vaccination by the 4th of January. After that date, unvaccinated workers must submit negative return, uh, negative test weekly to enter the workplace. All unvaccinated workers must start wearing face masks indoors by the uh, December 5th. Re Republican attorneys, generals, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I'll say this about that. I was watching... One of the shows I watch, I don't know. It, it's probably Tucker because I'm a Tucker Mark, I'll admit it. And I, I don't know, he had a guest on there. I can't recall who it was, but nonetheless, talking about this. And the question was, was Rose, if this is an emergency, if this is going to cost hundreds, dozens, or even hundreds of lives per day, then why are you waiting until January to put it in effect? Why not now? Why wasn't it done November 6th, right? Why Why would you um, wait two months down the road? I mean, granted, I guess you have to get into uh, a situation where, uh, I'm sorry, I'm being distracted because I'm watching the Rittenhouse uh, trial and they just asked for a motion of mistrial. I'm curious to know what's going on there, but nonetheless, 
you um if it was an emergency you would want it done now i know it takes time to get vaccination now you have what two weeks or whatever you get a shot today you have to wait two weeks and get your other shot but nonetheless you could say okay well i'm giving you to uh november you know 15th for everyone to get the first shot and then december 1st or whatever two weeks is from that to get your second shot you know why would you say two months hmm, interesting but um So it just, it just, I don't know. I, I, I was watching, um, the news this morning and I, I want to say it was wall street journal review, whatever was interviewing, uh, Matthew McConaughey McConaughey. And they were asking him about the vaccine. I evidently him and his wife are both vaccinated because I don't, one of the, one of the two mom is 90 year old and they got vaccinated because of her and she's old and whatever. But the question was asked about the kids and he's like, I'm not getting my kids vaccinated because there's not enough research done on this to know about how it's going to affect kids there's no long-term research well there's no long-term research period but you guys got vaccinated because you believe whatever they told you about your mom or whoever's mom um and if you believe enough science to get vaccinated because your mom's going to get sick then i would think you would believe enough science to believe that your kids could still get covid and give it to grandma but that's neither here nor there i mean whatever like i've said time and time again if you want to get the shot, please talk to your doctor. If you don't like what that doctor says, talk to another doctor. There's plenty of doctors out there. But do me a favor. Before you just randomly go to Walgreens or Walmart or your local pharmacy to get the shot, speak to a medical professional. Not the cashier, not the pharmacy tech, or hell, not even the pharmacist because they don't really care. They make money based on the shots given. So please talk to your doctor and uh, find out if it's something that you should do, okay? And by all means, if you want to get vaccinated, please go get vaccinated. But do me a favor and please talk to that doctor first. Anyway, so on to what I think is probably one of the biggest stories, in my personal opinion, is uh, the inflation numbers, okay? Inflation numbers have hit a 31-year high. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I said 31-year high. So, let me see, where is this? This is from Town Hall. New wholesale... ah, If I could could speak words, this would be the best fucking podcast ever. I'm just telling you right now. It's pretty damn good, in my opinion. Just ask me, I'll tell you about it. Anyway... New wholesale inflation numbers from September are in, and once again prove the rapid increase in prices for everyday items isn't transitory, as President Biden has repeatedly claimed. Wholesale prices rose eight by 8.6% compared to September of 2020, matching the largest increase on record. The Labor Department reported Tuesday that it's produced... Uh, that its producer price index, which measures inflation before it hits consumers, rose 0.6 last month in September, pushed higher by surging gas prices, excluding excluding volatile volatile <laughs> food and energy prices. Wholesale inflation was up by 4.4% in October from September and 6.8 from a year ago. So 
from a year ago, some September of last year, or I'm sorry, October of last year, uh, inflation's up 6.8%, okay? More than 60% of the September-October increase in overall, overall producer prices was caused by a 1.2% increase in the price of wholesale goods as opposed to services. A 6.7 jump in wholesale gasoline prices helped drive prices. So, in recent weeks, Biden administration officials have essentially told Americans to get used to, <laughs> told, him, told him to get used to the price increases. There's nothing they can do to mitigate the cost. It will be more expensive this year than last year. That's what Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm recently said in an interview on CNN. I'm actually going to play this because I'm glad this popped up here because this kind of pissed me off. Let me play this. In Sturgis, Michigan, it is $2.89 a gallon. I guess that's better than in California. What is the Granholm plan to increase oil production in America? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that is hilarious. Would that I had the magic wand on this. As you know, of course, uh, oil is a global market. It is controlled by a cartel. That cartel is called OPEC, and they made a decision yesterday that they were not going to increase beyond what they were already planning. Well, here you go. I'm going to say this about that, you stupid cunt. Yeah, I said it. I don't give a fuck. Okay, number one, you're the fucking energy secretary. You're laughing. You have no answers for this man. But you laugh because it's fucking. It's a fucking joke, okay? Number two, we can control the price of gas. Why? Because we don't need fucking OPEC. Get the freaking pipelines going again that Trump was doing. But no, we had to close them down. As soon as you close the fucking pipelines down, prices went up. Now... The speculation on this is raising the price even more because you're talking about closing another fucking pipeline in Michigan. You guys are you guys think it's a big fucking joke because <laughs> like I have a magic wand. Well, you do because you sure shit shut shit down, and with you with a wave of your little fucking magic wand, you shut everything down. That's why prices are going up, and when gas goes up, it doesn't just affect your vehicle and your gas in your vehicle like i just read it affects the price of goods because the goods got to get there somehow if it goes from a port on a boat that's operated by gas and then it goes on a train that's operated by gas and it goes on a truck that's operated by gas guess what prices are going up this isn't 1832 when fucking ships blew wind and the fucking trains ran on steam okay everything runs on diesel Okay, this is probably part of their fucking new green deal situation. If we didn't have to depend on oil, we wouldn't have prices going up. Okay, what the fuck ever. Furthermore, the <laughs> the supply supply bah, I'm so pissed off. Further, the supply chain crisis is starting to impact homeless shelters and food kitchens across the country. Well, yeah, because okay, I'll say this: people have extra food in their house; they donate it to. Um, homeless homeless um, shelters and or the um, you know you have especially this time of year you have um, you know food kitchens and pantries food pantries you know whatever that for the homeless or not even just homeless but for like less fortunate and uh, I know around here they do a and it's usually around Thanksgiving and I think they do it again around Christmas 
a week or two prior to um, where the post office, they'll give you a bag and ask for you to give any kind of canned goods or whatever. And now that I think about it with, with Thanksgiving being two weeks away, I haven't seen that yet. Um, but I would assume it's it's one of two things. Either things are just too expensive for a lot of people to have extra or the people listening to uh, DTOM are holding on to their extras, Right. Which, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's unfortunate for the, uh, you know, for the homeless and the food kitchen or, you know, the food pantries and whatnot out there. But, you know, you got to take care of your family also. Um, I'll probably have a discussion with my wife. Maybe this is something we need to look into doing. Um, you know, if you, if you have the means to be able to donate something to a food bank, you really should. But nonetheless, uh, I digress. Uh, speaking of inflation, buying food, pantries, costs going up. So came across these couple of uh, tidbits. I thought you guys would, uh, you guys thought this would be freaking awesome to hear. But, you know, so um, consumer gas prices are up 6.2%. That's it. I'm sorry, consumer prices, not gas prices, but consumer prices. So like just anything you buy at the grocery store. And you guys can see this. Um you know, we're buying, you know, we've already bought all our stuff we need for Thanksgiving dinner. Um, I don't just talk what I'm going to talk about, but I actually uh, <laughs> go ahead and do it too. I don't want to sit here and tell you guys, go ahead and buy your shit. And then no, I don't buy my shit. But even then the price of like, you know, you make uh, green bean casserole. So you green beans, fortunately, the grocery store that I shop at here has had some deals on canned, um, canned vegetables. So I, I bought a shit ton, but like soup, so you buy uh, cream and mushroom soup or whatever kind of soup you buy. Well, it's just almost $2 a can, you know. wasn't that long ago. It wasn't even a dollar a can. So this is going to be the most, I'm sure you guys have heard this, it's going to be the most expensive Thanksgiving, if, if you can even afford to do it. It's going to be the most expensive Thanksgiving on record. And uh, not to mention the fact that I saw a report this morning 60%, 60, 60% of all the turkeys have already sold out. So I pray that you guys took my advice three weeks ago when I told you to go buy your turkeys because it's not looking good. And obviously, we had to get a, a message on Facebook. Sweet. <laughs> but um, obviously... Um, that was from my friend Fred from the Freedom Variant. So I'll have to read that here in a little bit. Um, you know, when I told you guys a couple weeks ago there was going to be a turkey shortage. Okay, I told you. So hopefully you guys listen to me. Old Don's not stupid and crazy sometimes. Just most of the time. Oh, But yeah, so I'm hoping that you guys heeded my warning. And if you haven't and you're listening to this, please go buy your turkey. I was talking to Chris this morning about the same, the same thing. And he's like, yeah, we haven't bought a turkey. I said, dude, you need to get you a fucking turkey. They're running out already. And he's like, I don't have nowhere to put it. Do you have room? I, I don't because I have two. So I'm sorry. I got my turkeys already. But, yeah, I was watching the news this morning. They're like, if you have a friend that has, you know, needs a turkey, you know, need, and they don't have space. Da, da, da. Well, my both of my freezers are full. I'm sorry. But if you have the means, maybe clean out your freezers, move some stuff around, do whatever you got to do, buy a turkey. You need to go do it now. Buy your vegetables. If you see deals, 
It might seem too early, but trust me when I tell you, you'll thank me later. Um, and I, I think they also said 25% of the yams or, you know, what you'd sweet potatoes are, are gone. You know, they're just stuff. People are heeding warnings, buying turkeys. The turkeys aren't sold out because they didn't have them. I mean, there was a turkey shortage. I think the biggest thing with the turkey shortage was the size. So like the smaller turkeys were becoming a little harder to get. I have to buy smaller turkeys because we deep fry them. And uh, you can only use so big of a, of a turkey. Um, but nonetheless, guys, two weeks. Today's Wednesday, the uh, 10th. You got two weeks from tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Trust me, go buy your stuff now. Or you'll regret it. And I can't have anybody more coming to my house. I already got a bunch of people here for the, for the turkey time. Anyway. On to the next story. Rules for thee, not for me. It's kind of vague. Uh, I could probably do this on every show because every week or every day we see something about somebody that wants to, uh, you know, wants to tell us what to do, but then don't do it themselves. And the and the victim of today or our our contestant for the day is who? No one else but uh, <laughs> Pelosi. Okay, so Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi is, is, is facing widespread backlash and accusations of hypocrisy after she was seen attending a wedding in San Francisco without wearing a mask. The wedding, which took place at City Hall, so it was a shotgun wedding? Oh, <laughs> she, she officiated. So I saw the pictures of the wedding. She officiated the wedding. Uh, you had the, the, the groom and the, the bride up there. So I get it. I don't think you need to have a mask on these people. They're getting married. I personally give two shits if anyone's wearing a mask. So don't mistake in me by saying the things I'm saying by uh, thinking I everyone should wear a mask and everyone should get vaccinated. I say you do you. You want to wear a mask? Wear a mask. You want to get vaccinated? Get vaccinated. If you don't, don't. Because guess what? I don't. Okay? Anyway. So when I saw the picture of the the, the uh, bride and the groom up there and, and Pelosi's up there, they're maskless, I could give two shits. It was afterwards. So after the ceremony, the festivities continued at the Getty Mansion. So besides her, Pelosi, there was a ton of other Democratic figures there, and including the governor, Gavin Newsom, which oddly enough... Um, had been missing for close to two weeks since he had gotten his booster shot. So there was a lot of talk about where he had been since he got his booster shot. He kind of disappeared. But evidently he was okay. He showed up at the wedding. And also San Francisco Mayor London Breed, which this you know, took place in San Francisco, which is where Pelosi's from, and her nephew Gavin Newsom. Oh, yeah, that's her nephew if you didn't know. <laughs> so... Uh, in some of the pictures, I think Gavin Newsom was masked up for whatever reason, but there was well over a hundred people in attendance to this thing. And, uh, so guests allegedly had to show proof of vaccination, but if I'm not mistaken, I don't know if it's in the state of California, but I'm pretty sure in the city of San Francisco, even with that, even with the proof of vaccination, if there's more than a hundred people in attendance of whatever the event is, you have to be, they have to be masked. So, and there was clearly more than 100 people there. So, uh, 
the point point being is this. These people, whoever they are, whether it's Pelosi, Newsom, whatever. We we had a thing with Newsom a while back where he was at the fucking uh, restaurant in San Fran, the dirty laundry or the <laughs> the French laundry. That's what it was. <laughs> hey, ah, close enough. French laundry, dirty laundry, same difference, right? But nonetheless, he's there, you know, eating out with his family and friends and whatever, all maskless, laughing it up, da, 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 big time, good time. Which, like I said before, I give two shits if you're wearing a damn uh, mask or not. Point being is these people make it such a big deal that everyone's got to be vaccinated. Everyone's got to wear a mask. Everyone's got to have proof. Everyone's got to have their vaccine passport. But yet, in the meantime, they don't have to do it. What was Pelosi at a, at a salon a while back? I think it might have been last year. Um, in San Fran, maskless. And, of course, she turns it around on the damn owner of the boutique. It was her fault. She sh- she released the video. It doesn't fucking matter who released the video, where the video came from. The fact of the matter is you're going against your own decree. You're in a salon. And this was last year when shit was a lot worse. You're in a salon, maskless. You're at a party, maskless. You're at a dinner with friends and whatnot, maskless. You're defying your own rules. How in the hell are you going to be a leader of this country or or state or whatever the case may be and define these rules and then defy these rules, right? Because as a, as a parent, you tell your kids to not do something. Hey, little Johnny, don't do this. You shouldn't smoke cigarettes as I light up a cigarette, Right? You shouldn't drink beer as I drink a beer. <laughs> you shouldn't do cocaine as I'm snorting. Co- oh, um, but my point being is, is this we we do not live in a world of do as I say, not as I do. Okay, if if you're going to proclaim the rules, then you need to follow them, and you should really follow them even more so than than anyone else. Lead by example, right? I'm just sick and tired of being told what to do by people that don't do it themselves. And, you know, the time has come. I posted stuff on the Facebook page. Uh, that's Do Trade on America on Facebook. Um, <laughs> and it, it had Gina Carano up there and just like, uh, don't comply. And that's the thing. More people need to stand up and say, no, I'm not going to do this. And those people can't be our leaders because they're not going to do it. They're just going to tell you what to do. It's all I've told you this time and time and time again. This has nothing to do with science, sickness, illness, COVID. It has nothing to do with that. This is all about control. It's all about power. Okay? These numbers are going to rise. These numbers are going to fall. It's no different than the flu in that situation. Numbers in Florida are in the basement. Why? Because it's cool outside. We can go out. We can enjoy outside. It's not 80,000 degrees outside. It's nice. But in other states where it's getting cooler, I mean, it's getting cooler here, but where it's getting cold, uh, they're staying inside because it's too cold outside. And guess what? Cases are rising. It's just how it is. The, The ironic thing about it is you have a state like Florida, and I don't know the exact numbers as far as the, uh, the vaccination rates and whatnot. But uh, I think they said that California per capita is more vaccinated than the state of Florida. But yet their numbers are surging, whereas Florida's are sinking. Interesting. 
But I'm sure it's the unvaccinated's fault. Unvaccinated's fault, right? Anyway, so on to our last story of the day, and that's our feel-good story of the day. And uh, it's a brief story. It's a simple story. It's a story that's 246 years old. Okay? And that is, I want to say happy birthday to the United States Marine Corps. That's right. On this day in 1775 was the day that the Second Continental Congress established the Continental Marines with the following decree. That two battalions of Marines be raised consistent of one, uh, consisting of one colonel, two lieutenant colonels, two majors, and other officers, as usual in other regiments, that they consist of equal number of privates as well as other battalions. The particular can be taken that no persons be appointed to offices or enlisted into said battalions, but said, I'm sorry, but such are good seamen and so acquainted with maritime affairs as to be able to serve for and during the present war with Great Britain and the colonies unless dismissed by Congress, that they be distinguished by the names of the 1st and 2nd Battalions of the Marines. And that was at Tun Tavern in Philadelphia, PA, is uh, regarded as the birthplace of the Corps, as uh, the location of the 1st Marines to enlist under the com- commandment Samuel Nicholas, though um, it is disputed if the recurring drive had occurred earlier, in the Nicholas Family Tavern. But nonetheless, today we want to wish the Marine Corps a beloved and thoughtful happy birthday and thank God for the Marines, right? Oorah, Semper Fidelis, my friends. And for that, I'm going to close out the show. I just want to remind you guys um, of our last sponsor. That's right. This kind of goes with the Marines because, you know, they're rough and tough. I'm sure they don't do this, but, you know, anyway, smoothmyballs.com backslash DTOM. Get 20% off razor, razor accessories. Check them out, guys. Also, please, please, guys, go to the website, don'ttreadonmerica.com. Uh, subscribe, email. You'll get uh, show updates. You'll get blogs. You'll get uh, naked pictures. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no. But anyway, it's interesting. I'm just trying to figure out the whole website thing. I'm trying to get used to it. It's, uh, you know, it is what it is. I just like the name. Um, but most importantly, you'll get show updates. If you're, if you're not a social media kind of person, uh, you can follow me there. And if you are a social media person, also on the website is the links to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow me there. Um, you'll see a lot of different stuff I post. There might be stuff about upcoming shows. Um, just different things I come across that piss me off or make me laugh or whatever. Um, so check all those out, follow, like, and please guys, please, like I said, time and time again, uh, we are heard on Apple, Podbean, Spotify, Google, iHeart, Amazon. Obviously you're listening to the show. You, you know where you're listening to us from. If you're on an Apple device, please, if you could give me a five-star rating, that'd be greatly appreciated. But most importantly, guys, if you could share this content with your friends, your family, your loved ones, your like-minded friends and associates, that's uh, the best thing that we can do. Keep this train rolling and keep the news spreading and uh, 
with that being said today guys is uh wednesday uh, november 10th 2021 and i will talk to you guys again soon have a great day happy birthday to the marines